Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tech Talk underway. Doug Swinhart in studio. If you're having computer problems, hardware, software, by all means, call the program or text. Great way to go as well. Here's the number 651 989 9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807 here at CCO. Doug, good to see you on this chilly day. We're at seven above and our wind chill below zero. Well, it's January and it feels like January. Um, we had a pretty good break, some real mild weather there. Um, let, let's get started with something we talk about from time to time. If someone says they're from Microsoft or from Apple or from Dell or HP and they call you, don't believe it. It's very, very likely it's a scam. Well, and you know, the thing is, is it's like these guys now are pulling out all the stops. They are telling people that, oh, well, your license is expired. you got to take care of this. You've got viruses and malware connecting to hundreds of other computers, and I'm going to be forced to call your ISP and disconnect your Internet. I mean, they're getting that bad. And the gentleman that brought his computer in last week, a year ago, paid these people $1,000 for a lifetime maintenance on one machine. Eleven and a half months later, they call him up and they want $8,000. Just relentless. And finally, he said, nope, I'm not going to do this. I'm not certain how he got my number. Call me. And I said, listen. And he felt bad. Smart guy, highly intelligent. And I had to tell him, Stevie, that, you know, we in the world who are honest and have integrity, we have a tendency of believing people. And these folks that call you up are professionals at extracting dollars. But those of us that are honest today we got to start scratching our head and questioning this. This is just not proper. It's not right. And we got to all be vigilant and no longer give them one penny. It's the only thing, apparently, that's going to put them out of business. Yeah, and please pass the word to your friends. These big companies will not call you saying, oh, we've discovered you have a problem. Now, there is a chance your Internet service provider could call, but get a number, call them back. There are some strategies you can use if you get a call to check it out. But but just don't start handing out credit cards or give them uh, login information. But by all means, do your due diligence before you cooperate with people that are calling you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, And, you know, the thing is, too, is now they've gotten to the point to where they know that credit card companies are going to be real leery. So they're actually in there. They are instructing people to go to Walmart and buy 50 and $100 gift cards. Go to Google Play Store and buy $100 gift cards and then have the gift cards mailed to them and then mail them to us and then we'll do the work for you. That's not proper. If they have a legitimate business, they're going to be able to connect to a credit card company, but credit card companies are going to be real leery of this. So 
if they don't have the ability to pay them through PayPal. I'm not saying that every online support service is bad. But when they cold call and they start this fear tactic business and telling you that your windows and your office is expired, that's absolute, should be bells and whistles and flags going off everywhere. Tech Talk underway, our phone number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807-81807. We have a text, and it's in regard to smart televisions, and you're certainly going to have input. I have a little bit of input on this front, but uh, this this can get very confusing for people uh, I've been dealing with this a little bit with my mom and dad on them moving forward. Let's say they have a very expensive cable package right now, but it's functional. They don't like the expense. Right now, there are more options than ever when it comes to television. Let's start with the fact that you go into any retailer, uh, Target, Costco, wherever, and buy a television. Chances are it's going to be a smart TV where it'll be able to interact with the Wi-Fi in your home. And from that, these televisions now have built-in apps like Netflix, uh, like Amazon, like YouTube, and other types of services. But once again, you may need to pay uh, for those additional services, and you need very good Wi-Fi in your home for these televisions to function properly. If you don't have functioning Wi-Fi, then they will need to be hardwired into the Internet in your home for these additional services to work properly. That's absolutely correct. Um, These smart TVs are an absolute marvel, in my opinion. And you're correct with the Wi-Fi. Nearly all of them will connect up with 5G, which is considerably faster than 2.4. And you should be able to have enough bandwidth. And, and here again, I don't want to sound like I'm selling Xfinity Comcast, but on your Comcast modem, there's four network ports, one, two, three, four, that you can plug in an Ethernet cable. And if I'm not mistaken, it's either number one or number four is called a MOCA, capital M, small O, capital C, capital A. And that is a multimedia function. That particular cable should go right straight to your TV. And with that... Your whole Internet runs faster. In addition to that, Xfinity now has these little whole home devices, and I think for $120, you pick up three of these little octagon-shaped things that plug into your AC adapter and connect up, and three of them really should cover a huge house. They have built-in mesh networking now. You can get them at Best Buy. You can get them at, at right from your Xfinity Comcast office, but... These smart TVs, once you get them set up, they are really, really slick. Yeah, and, and television is, is constantly changing in how we watch television. For instance, right now, I get traditional cable channels like ESPN or Big Ten Network or AMC uh, or HD, HGTV, all of those sorts of things you would traditionally get on a cable or satellite pack- a package. I get through a PS4. A gaming console. Yeah. But once again, a lot of this new technology that allows you to watch television in new ways and cut the cable or not have a satellite dish 
are still reliant on fast internet Absolutely. and in particularly Wi-Fi. And once again, it can get it can get tricky. And and you really want to sit down with someone that understands all this technology before you decide to move in one direction. But once again, uh, chances are you go into a store and you buy a TV. It doesn't matter what brand, Samsung, TCL. Uh, there's a lot of good equipment out there. Um, they're all going to be enabled or, if you will, smart televisions with all this other uh ability to to grab stuff on the internet and watch it Uh, you can throw what uh, you have on your laptop onto your television but take some time with it and learn about it absolutely and one of my favorites is an amazon prime account now we've got a prime account and of course we log on to the prime account with my tv before we had i had my samsung smart tv we needed a little Prime video box that connected up to the TV, yep. kind of like a, a little, well, with a smart TV, that replaced that. And, it, and you can switch between cable and Amazon Prime at the switch, one button, bang, bang, and you're back over to go. Apple and, TV had a little little box, they hardware. Did indeed. Well, yep. now you can get Apple TV on smart TVs, too. Yep. You download the app and rock and roll. Uh, but Hulu, um, HBO, you can have a subscription through your smart TV. Uh Keep in mind, and I'm glad that you brought this up, an Internet connection is absolutely vital. You may sit down with a tablet and a pencil and a paper and say, okay, if I buy the most expensive Internet and no TV, no telephone, and I'm doing everything online, how am I going to come out? It's going to take you some time to come down to the pennies. But I can't stress enough, lots of Internet, heavy, heavy Internet, with a DSL line, CenturyLink, you're going to want a minimum of 20 megabits, preferably 40. Hopefully, you're close to the to the um, fiber optics line. If you're with Comcast, bare minimum, 150 megabits per second. And, of course, Comcast has some additional network latency that DSL users don't suffer with. But if you get up around the 200 megabits with Comcast, you will never, ever wait for anything. Yeah, and I want to clarify on the text line because they said we're giving out incorrect info. These devices don't need to be hardwired. I will say it again so the texter gets this right. If you have good Wi-Fi in your home, it doesn't need to be hardwired. That's, that's correct. Let me repeat, if you have functioning Wi-Fi in your home, otherwise if you go out and buy a smart TV and you don't have functioning Wi-Fi in your home, a lot of these features will not work. That's my point, and I just want to clarify that. And once again, um, there are so many options when it comes to watch a video content on your television that, that we could spend at least the full hour going oh. over all the options and all the configurations. But once again, for me, the cornerstone is, once again, having good, solid, fast inter- internet and a good Wi-Fi signal where you set up this television. Oh, yeah, they'll work wireless. There's no question about yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you know, and if, the, if say, for example, you've got a nice entertainment center and your Comcast modem is right next to that, sure. set it up with 5G. It'll work fine. You don't need the cable. If you're a distance and the 2.4 gigahertz is a little bit dicey, then you might want to be thinking about putting in a network cable. But they, in fact, every smart TV that I've helped people set up, 
Setting it up Wi-Fi is actually easier. Absolutely. Um, the the network cable plugs in, and sometimes you got to go back to your modem slash router and lock in your internal IP address so no other device takes it. Um, but yeah, they'll go either way, wired or wireless. These this is incredible equipment. Yeah, and this is a cottage industry helping people get this set up. But once again, if you have good Wi-Fi and you go out and get a new television, it's amazing. You can get to Netflix, you can get to Amazon, you can get to a lot of things. There there are other devices that uh, can plug into the back of the TV. There's just a wealth of options out there. But any TV you buy now in 2019 is going to have a lot of built-in features. It, it really is easy. And once again, it's true with printers, it's true with television. Follow the quick start guide. Follow the instructions. Take your time. Don't be in a hurry, and you should be okay. Absolutely. And the thing is, is I think you'd be hard-pressed today to find a TV of any decent quality that isn't a smart TV. No. It's all built in, and it's slick. And you don't have to use it, but it sure is nice once you get it figured out. Yeah. So uh, there are a lot of options out there. Good luck with it. Uh, beyond cable and satellite, uh, over-the-air antenna, I have that hooked up to my televisions in the house. The picture is just phenomenal that you get from the towers in Shoreview for all the local channels, TPT, uh, Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel uh, 9, Channel 11, uh, all the channels that you're able to get for free, over the air with an antenna well, is pretty amazing as well. And if we encourage people to do a little research on the antennas, you are going to be amazed at what you find. You can buy antennas today for around $100 that will actually reach out almost 800 miles and bring you in crystal clear picture. And they are high def. I mean, it's it's really, really amazing. And it some of them will actually even go in the attic of your house. They're not even up on top of the roof. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible, the equipment we have. We live in interesting times, Stevie, when it comes to technology. Yeah, so uh, that that uh, is uh, the long and short on televisions, but there are amazing options out there. It is 121. Quick break. We will come back. Here are the phone numbers, 651 989 9226 you can text 81807 that is 81807 here on CCO it is Tech Talk Doug Swinhart in studio here on a Saturday if you're having computer problems hardware software whatever feel free to call the show 651-989-9226 you can text 81807 Jonathan Lowe is our studio coordinator and producer extraordinaire. Always good to see Jonathan uh, today. Um, let's uh, go back to the text line here real quick. Uh, here's a sad note. Uh, my mom's credit card company made her pay the fake Microsoft scammers. So once again, it's very imperative that you don't give these people who are calling in and saying, oh, there's something wrong with your computer. And and we've had uh, a number of calls over the years, Doug, from people that will see a pop-up that looks very official. Don't buy into this. No. Um, I'm going to guess that this particular credit card, it went beyond 60 days. Generally, if they're within that, for 30 days for sure, but if you're within 60 days, they will generally give that company a charge back and, and really rock and roll. Now, what some of these guys are doing is they're calling, making arrangements with people, giving them a number to call back, 
once they do their research and they send them to a website that they've created so they can do their research, and then when they call that back, now they've got a record that these people called them. And that makes a big difference with your credit card company as well. Now, the FBI Cyber Division is on to this. And I would encourage these folks, these texters, to get a hold of the FBI Cyber Division. You could do it all online. Make your complaint. They may not respond to you, but it gets added to their pile. And they are working diligently to bring these people to justice as quickly as possible. But this is a, this is a terrible, terrible part of my industry. Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart in studio. Let's go to those phone lines now. And once again, our phone number on the program, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. We spent a lot of time on TV. We promise we'll take calls and texts the rest of the way uh, between now and 2 o'clock. By the way, following t- uh, the news and weather at 2 We'll have uh, Lieutenant Gordon Shank from the State Patrol in. We'll talk rules of the road. Always a popular hour here on CCO. Let's go to James in Little Falls. James, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, first of all, I want to start off by saying that my 80-year-old father-in-law fell victim to that. Mm. Yeah, so um, I've seen it. I, I told him, you know, forget it. I'm going to rebuild. I'm just going to rebuild your computer with Linux. There you go. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. These callers will continue to call, and they'll say, well, we can tell that your machine is off. You go, well, I'm running Linux. Click. They're gone. Yeah, yeah, and they are gone that fast. Here's another click moment. Um, they called me when I was vacationing and said your, your uh, uh, license has expired. Oh, yeah. This is, the big, this is one of the big fear tactics today. Yeah, and I told them, I said, okay, so you know that my computer, the, the license has expired. Tell me then. What is the host name and what is the unit ID? Oh yeah, they'll they're gone. You're you're too smart for them. <laughs> All right, James. Thanks uh, for the call and the comment. We we can't stress enough. Um, once again, someone calls you. You see um, a pop up on your screen. You get an email. Be wary of this stuff oh, yeah. and don't give them your credit card information. Do some research. Dig into this before you buy into it. Get an opinion. Give Doug a call. By the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email later. Thank you. Yeah, this is, um, and, it, and it's really one of the most difficult parts for me to see this when this goes on, Steve, is these people come to my place and they go, oh, how could I have been so stupid? Well, really, that just tells me that you're an honest, trustworthy individual and you listen to people when they talk to you and you don't come to your front of your mind that, that they're crooked. It's, it's not good. It's really not good. And like I say, they are getting threatening. They do all kinds of bizarre things. They open up your administrative event viewer and say, oh, look at all these little red checks here, all the things that went wrong. Well, computers have that. If it makes a mistake, it goes back and corrects it. That's the whole purpose of the event viewer, not to scare people into, su- and, into spending a bunch of money that's not needed. And if somebody tells you that they know your computer is expired, they know that your virus, you ask them how they know that. They, can, they don't have any access through your Internet service provider. But we got to take a stand here and kind of think of this cold call as somebody coming to your door and wanting dollars right through your door. If you don't know them, let's get some questions asked and let's make sure they are who they say they are. 
Yeah, I'm on a mission to get these people stopped. We, we got to bring this to a halt. Let's go to the phones again. Let's bring in Phil and Lionel Links. Phil, you're on the air. Yeah. Um, quick question. Uh, four years ago, I got a Dell computer, and you helped. I listened to you and put stuff on it and never had any issues um, cool. as far as free protection. So I appreciate that. Sure. And now I, I got a new Dell. I just upgraded and it had McAfee on it. And I I thought I got the Microsoft Essentials working, but I have some kind of little bug where anytime I click on log on, another screen pops up. So I'm wondering what you'd recommend, one, how to get McAfee off, and then what you'd recommend now to put on there for um, spyware and viruses and also a cleanup. Yeah, if you're running a Windows 10 computer, this can get kind of lengthy. Um, I'm going to try to do a, um, a web and a video series on how I set up a Windows 10 machine from the ground up. But now that you're running, getting rid of McAfee is really pretty pretty bizarre. Once you use CCleaner free, for example, to uninstall it, or Revo uninstaller to uninstall it, even after that, you got to go into the Windows services and shut off the McAfee services. Uh, McAfee and Intel are one company today. They Intel bought out McAfee. So Intel has actually convinced Microsoft to put McAfee in way deep as a protection for their processor, which this whole thing is getting a little bit political. But it, it can get a little lengthy. Give me a call next week, and I'll walk you through. In the meantime... Download ADW Cleaner, and that's A Apple D Dog W Winner Cleaner, no spaces, space, and the word Major Geeks, M A J O R G Double E K S, and that will, and then a search box, and that'll bring you right to Major Geeks File Depository, and that's a portable program from Malware Bytes. And you can actually run that and run the scan and make sure you're clean. But give me a call next week, and I'll send you a ton of information that you can do in Windows to clean up that system. We have the weather break in a moment, and then we have more calls and texts here on Tech Talk. But a quick follow-up. Once again, with Windows 10, generally Windows Defender is fine. It's Windows 7 and Windows 8. Um, Let's just throw it out there and maybe save people some time. Uh, What should people be using for antivirus in Windows 7 and Windows 8? Um, I think that malware bytes today is the premier. Okay. Uh, Bitdefender, I, I, I bounce back from Bitdefender and malware bytes and several others. Uh, but Bitdefender got a little bit creative with their sales. And that just kind of pushes me back to malware bytes. And malware bytes is rock solid stable. If I'm not mistaken, the, the premier version, the premium, uh, is like 40 bucks a year and worth every penny. Every penny. Now, if you have Windows 10 and you're set up getting your updates, Windows Defender really should suffice, at least for the first year to 18 months. After that, you might want to be looking at some system cleaners and some extra things that go along with this. Again, even in Windows 10, Malwarebytes is the the premier. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Uh, We have uh, Ron and Don waiting, and we have a number of texts. Here are the numbers on the program, 651-989-9226. And that's good for all our shows. Uh, Dave Lee in the Morning News, Corey Heppola, Chad Hartman, 
of course, uh, Paul and Jordana, Mike Max, Al Malmberg, and the text line as well, 81807. That is 81807. We have the weather and a chilly forecast. As a matter of fact, highs below zero by the end of next week. We'll get into that in a moment. One thirty-seven, twenty-three minutes now in front of 2 o'clock here at CCO Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart in studio. Uh, the hour goes so quick. We always get a lot of great calls and texts. We'll go to the text line momentarily, but first, some more phone calls. Let's go to Ron in Minneapolis. Ron, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, guys. Happy weekend. By the way, Steve, thanks Thanks a lot for the balmy forecast. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yep. All right, Doug, I got uh, it, this may be a stupid question. It may not. Uh, I'm a long-distance cyclist. I just invested in a high-tech, high-end uh, trainer with Bluetooth connected to my iPhone. Okay. So I could virtually ride anywhere in the world via the screen. So the problem with my iPhone is a small screen. So first question, can I – and by the way, I love my smart TVs. The technology is awesome. So I have a smart TV in my office here next to my bike and trainer. Can I connect that – app, a training app, to my large screen smart TV so I can see where I'm riding better? And if not, can one connect this app off of a computer? By the way, I have Xfinity modem. Currently, I'm using a Sony VAIO, Windows 7. If, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think many TVs will train up to a Bluetooth device. So if I'm not mistaken... You are going to have to find some kind of a screencast. If you had an Android phone, I would tell you to go buy a Chromecast, stick it in your TV, and you would actually be broadcasting that from your phone to your TV. It would be seamless. I think Apple has much the same type of setup, but what you're looking for is you are looking for an app for your iPhone that will shoot it right straight to your TV. Yeah. It may require a small device for your TV, uh, like like the Chrome cat, the Chrome deal. Now I think they're about thirty bucks. They're not much. I know what you're trying to do, and this this is cool. I would recommend that you get yourself like a sixty inch curved TV to write, put up your cycle in front of. I've seen these setups. These are cool. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. Yeah, and this is one where uh, we we need to get my kid involved because she can take stuff from her phone and put it on the TV. Play around with it. Do a little research. Google it. Um, I'm sure you're going to find instructions depending on, uh, as he mentioned, he has an iPhone. The branded television, they will step you right through it. I know it can be done. I've seen it done. And this is the thing, and we brought it up at the beginning of the show, um, this whole video and how we interact with video and where we get the video from, this this is changing weekly. Oh. I mean, it is constantly changing. There there are so many competitors. There's so many options uh, to to get video and get video content and ultimately take the video content you want to watch and and put it on a device. Uh, let's go to Don in New Richmond. Don, you're on the air. Hey, Don, do we got gotcha? you? Yes. Yeah. What's up, thanks my man? Thanks. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. I was wondering what your opinion is of password managers. I have a Norton security suite, and I have not activated that. And I was wondering what you thought of that situation. Yeah. You know, you want to be careful with password managers. 
Um, I'm kind of old school, and I have a simple doc that I save up under my Google Drive. I feel it's extremely safe. If you have lots and lots and lots of passwords, uh, passkey is uh, one that's um, a freebie, comes built into Linux. Um, 1Pass is wonderful. There are a number of them. The only problem I see that people really have with these things is when they start using them, a lot of them have an automatic password generator, and you never even get to see the password that's being generated for that logon. That's scary. Yeah, and if something happens and you no longer have that account or if something happens to your relationship with them, now you have to go back to each and every one of those logins and prove that you are who you say you are, and it can be extremely time-consuming. Again, even with... 100 to 200 passwords, I find a simple doc to just do it. And the nice thing about having it up in the cloud at Google, even if I'm not at my computer, I can log on to my Gmail, go to Google Drive, go to Google Docs, open up that doc, and I got access to everything. And I hope that helps, and thank you for the call, Don. Yeah, and this is one where uh, Google you know, will will help with that in managing passwords. I, I feel like it's important for each person to come up with their own individual password strategy. Numbers, symbols, all work well. Um, you, you don't want to use the same passwords. You want to mix those up. Uh, you want to change passwords. We brought that up recently on the program. Indeed. But, but coming up with a game plan that maybe you and your spouse your significant other understand when it comes to banking accounts and credit card accounts. It, it, it's really important to keep this because just writing them down or, or writing them on a piece of paper that you store under the keyboard's not a great strategy. No, and I and I like the fact that you mentioned that you now share your passwords with, with your wife, Steve. I've had a number of people who have lost a loved one over the last couple of years and these, some of these folks had their estate planned right oh, to the nines, but nobody can get into their bank account. Nobody can get into their credit cards. Nobody can get into their savings account. And it took some of these people actually weeks and hire a lawyer to prove that they had access. That gets real goofy. So part of your estate planning should be somebody has access to this in a safe way. And if you have, again, back to that Gmail account, um, and they have one login for your Gmail that you can change and update with your loved one. Say, here's my new password, honey. I hope nothing happens to me. But if it does, you're prepared. That's been a big issue the last several years. Katie, on the road, uh, joins us. Katie, hello. Hey, this is Bill, Katie's husband. Oh, oh, all right, Bill. How are you? Hey, we're good. We have, since the first of the year, we have Comcast. Okay. Uh, as our internet provider and cable. And one of the things that's been happening since January 1 is that we're losing our connection. We've lost it maybe 10, 12 times. We've, we've had service guys out maybe three or four different. Is this something happening outside your house or inside your house? Well, they've been out uh, seven or eight times, but three different texts. And they say they've checked everything out inside and they still haven't been able to fix it. They've, the last time they were there was just over the uh, weekend, yesterday. Boy, that's and bizarre. It's, you know, uh, we, we, so we can't even watch Netflix or our phones don't connect to the Internet. And 
Alexa doesn't work, all kinds of things. So do you have any ideas about that? You know, I want you to give me a call sometime when we're not on the air. I got an idea. Um, and I don't want to sound cryptive, uh, but it kind of depends on your area, and it depends on that Comcast Xfinity has been updating their entire infrastructure throughout the metro area for the last decade. And I need to find out where you're at and check to see if you're involved in some of that new equipment. By the way, we should also mention that CenturyLink is taking the same steps. This updating of equipment for this higher speed and compressed videos. But I have an idea for you that I think might just work. And thank you for the call, and I'll expect to hear from you sometime next week. Yeah, and that that can be challenging because it can be the physical wiring coming into the house and with the ground frozen, uh, getting new wiring into the house, if they've checked the infrastructure in the house, um, that that is hard. Uh, my my original thought was maybe they got a bad modem, but I would think one of the techs checked that out. Oh, I'm along sure the they way. did. They probably yeah. changed it out a couple times at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, yeah. Give me a call and we'll see if this works. I I've had about ninety percent success rate with this. So yeah, give me a jingle. All right, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. Bill and Andover, Bill, you're on the air. Hello. Well, great. Thank you. Hey, um, I just purchased a brand new Dell, and I have Windows 10 on it. Okay. I use Office 365, which also means I use uh, Microsoft Outlook for my email. Okay. Whenever I open a PDF document in an email, it always asks me what program I want to use to open the email or open the PDF document. However, when I open a PDF document any place else, it always defaults to whatever program I have for my PDF program. But nothing in Microsoft Outlook seems to recognize what I've chosen for my PDF default program. I, I run into yeah. it as well, Bill. I, um, I, I, I have to tell you flat out, I do not have an answer. Th- this, this is one of the large bugs in Office 365, and th- this you are you are not alone in this. It, it would be common knowledge that whatever you have for an email program, even if it's web based, would utilize your default PDF reader, regardless what it is on your computer. And for some odd, strange reason, Microsoft claims that this has to do with security. Some people have even gone so far as to changing their default reader to Microsoft Edge, which will actually open up a PDF. Uh, yeah, this is this is a problem that Microsoft continues to work on. I hope they get it solved. I don't have your answer, and I apologize. Uh, Bill, I'm in the printing business during the week, so I deal with PDFs all the time. And uh, PDFs come to me via Outlook. So what I do to save time save the PDF into yeah. a folder, yeah. and then uh, have Adobe Acrobat and open up Adobe Acrobat and uh, grab that file out of the folder I saved it in. I, I just quit trying to fool around with Outlook and trying to get it to link uh, to Adobe Acrobat the way it should, the way it used to. It doesn't anymore. And once again, Bill, I do it for a living during the week. Yeah. I do it all day, every day. And that that's the, the, the best thing, the best workaround I've found. I get a PDF and an email. 
Once again, I download that into a folder and then go to my Acrobat and find it in the folder and open it up and edit or do what I need to do with that PDF file that way. Because, uh, once again, it it just... (laughs) Oh, when when Bill brought it up, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, there. Are, I, I know the answer to that one. Yeah, they're Good luck. they're 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 yeah. they're a few they're a few miles away from the single click. Yeah, uh, and, and, and it never used to be that way. No, um, and and Microsoft claims that this is a security issue. I I I suppose it could be. Um, and if you don't happen to have the free download for Adobe Acrobat, there are a number of free PDF program readers that you can download, Sumatra, Nitro, uh, Foxit. Uh, just do a search in Google, wh- whatever you want to use. But, yeah, this is um, this is an ongoing issue with 365 Office, and they have some other issues as well. Yeah, and I, I, I've just used Adobe. I always have. I've always been comfortable with that product and yeah. dealing with PDFs. But, uh, yeah, Bill, it uh, it's one I've dealt with for sure. It's Painful. Like, yeah, it's like. Why doesn't this work? Well, we have expectations, and things are supposed to go the way we want. <laughs> they are. Uh, nine above here in the Twin Cities. Quick break. We'll come back. More Tech Talk. We'll go to the text line to close it out. We'll have Doug's phone number and email. We have all the news at 2. And then Lieutenant Gordon Shank of the Minnesota State Patrol will be in studio. We'll talk rules of the road. We'll take your calls and text next hour here on the CCO. Eight minutes now in front of two, all the news and weather at two here on CCO. Uh, The president speaks at three. We'll carry it live, courtesy of CBS News. Um, Let's go to Bob in Eden Prairie. Let's bring in Bob real quick. Hello. Hello. Hello there. Hi. uh, My question is, I have a HP laptop. It was closed. The cover was hit. It's not cracked but underneath the the screen it's all weird looking like a lava lamp oh yeah that's that's you need to replace that display uh give me a call next week and i'll get your model number and we'll see if we how much it would cost to order parts and you can make a determination if you want to fix this we'll see if we can download a manual um and if you want to do it yourself that's certainly fine with me but yeah you're gonna have to replace that display uh no question in my mind from the text line, uh, just tuned in. Maybe you already discussed this. Looking for a Wi-Fi range extender. Doug, you talked about uh, Comcast X- Xfinity having a, pro- a product where they expand the Wi-Fi and they have extenders. But uh, if you have, uh, say, for instance, uh, CenturyLink, uh, that, that's what I have, CenturyLink DSL. Uh, we have an extender in our house that works great. It's a Belkin. We bought a Target for 70 bucks three or four years ago. Yeah, they're a lot great. less than that now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, 70 bucks three or four years ago. Uh, it is paid for itself over and over and over again. Oh. It's like you plug it into a wall, it trains up. It's great. Well, you know, th- these little mesh hubs, I can almost guarantee if CenturyLink doesn't already have them, they're on the way. Uh, but I like these things because they're so small. They're about an inch and a quarter to an inch and a half, and they're octagon shape. And you plug it into an AC adapter, and they come in a packet of three. Once you get one of them trained up to your 
Wi-Fi modem slash router. You take the next one and plug it in. Take the next one, plug it in, and you could be endless. You could buy a pack of five, a pack of six. A pa- they come in a pack of three, and I think they're about a hundred bucks. Now, your solution, a perfect solution. These access points are getting to the point where they're about thirty, forty dollars. You want to make sure that you got one that will do five G and that's good and fast. Generally, one of these will cover a huge house. The big thing to remember with wireless, it's not a perfect science. You might be able to move your router 6, 8, 10 inches one way or the other and clean it right up. It might have to go around a refrigerator or a microwave. Who knows? It's not a perfect science, so this mesh technology is going to be absolutely huge. But, yeah, Wi-Fi signal has to be strong enough so where you stay connected. Um, Once again, uh it is uh, relatively easy to do. Oh, um, piece of cake. Yeah. I mean, these are pretty much plug and play. Oh, pretty yeah. Pretty easy stuff to deal with. And most of the new ones, you can actually pull open your smartphone, and your smartphone will find the device while it's connected to your Wi-Fi, and they come right up and say, do you want that to go to that Wi-Fi? You go, yeah. Well, what's the wireless passphrase for that Wi-Fi? And you plug it in, trained, done, history, move on, go to the next project, it's really that fast. So, yeah, these extenders, uh, the mesh technology, it, they're, we've come a long way in a decade. That's for absolute certain. Um, we've only got about a minute. What would you recommend for a new laptop used at home for banking, email, etc.? cetera? Uh, no big deal. Just get on the Internet. Uh, I've got a pretty good answer. I've had a good luck with a Chromebook. 250 bucks three years ago. Hard to beat. Still running great. Can't argue that. Um, There's lots of good equipment out there, but if you want something out of the box that's right now and inexpensive, I'd tell you to be looking at a Chromebook. I really would. Get a Gmail account, rock and roll. It's always updated. Easy peasy, nothing fancy. 100 gigabytes of storage in the cloud. How can you go wrong? Yeah, and I'll I'll bring this in next week and show you, Doug. It's still in good shape. It's still clean. I love that machine. Unlike Eric's computers and his kids. Well, but that's Eric. Yeah. That's Eric's not here to defend himself. He's Good got thing. the weekend off. All right, we got to run your phone number and email. Thank you. 651-552-9543 and WCCOTech.com. WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.